Good morning, good morning. It is Wednesday, 8.08 a.m. April 29th, 2020. This whacked out Wednesday in society shame. This is a podcast on Anchor Podcast. All right. This is on Anchor Broadcast. It's a podcast. I'm doing this visually and I'm doing this audible. Doing 30 minutes a day. This is day 15. Today is whacked out Wednesdays. Tomorrow's throwback Thursdays. Friday is fuck you Friday. All right. I'm going to give you a visual of everything that's in the basement. Because like I said, this is like hip hop. It's the underground, the digital underground. I'm going to make you do the Humpty dance. That's my mama, Corrine Davis. All right. I'm dedicating everything that I do in her memory and her name. All right. It's a toilet. I was born in 1959. I know about outhouses. So I came up with the idea about outing y'all. That's the minority report. That's commode emotion. That's what y'all locked me up for in 2011. I was making a documentary about Baltimore's politics, the war on drugs, all right? The war on drugs. That to commode was about the war on drugs. Cause if we go to jail, we gotta share that toilet with an inmate. We gotta share that toilet. Keeps us, it wash our socks, we shit in it, keep our milk cold. You do a lot of things with that toilet that main that that people in America don't. This is jailing, it's not how you know how to jail. You even cook in the toilet. Keep our ice in there, man. We do a lot of things with that toilet. So I came up with the idea of shitting on you with the toilet. Y'all care about pets more than you do people, and I got that's my dog, Whitey. And Whitey goes back to the 50s. Like I said, I'm a 50s baby, 1959. All right. I know about Jim Crow when I see it, smell it, and taste it. And it's here irreputably in Baltimore. All right? Now that dog's name Whitey because he's black. I'm black, but my birth six say I'm white. So that's my karma, my yin and my yang. I don't care about dogs like y'all care about dogs. When y'all see Whitey at a protest, I be kicking Whitey's ass. It's my therapy, dog. I get shit off my chest because back in the 50s and the 60s, Y'all used to sick them dogs on us when we protested. You sick the dogs on kids. When Martin Luther King did the campaign to public shame, you showed them sitting, hitting their water kids with water hoses. Y'all was locking up our youth. Y'all was locking us up. I remember in 68 when Fred Hampton was murdered. Y'all sick the dogs on us. All right? So I want y'all to get a, a relevance to the, to, the, to the things that I do. A toilet don't care if you black, white, straight, or gay. Public accommodations, 1964, Martin Luther King, the right to use the toilet, the right to use the water fountain, the right to get off the back of the bus. So I use toilets as my form of protest. If y'all remember the movie, The Jerk, with Steve Martin, he had a dog in the toilet and he said he was just a poor black man. Well, I'm just a poor white man. And I'm just telling the story. Now y'all may or may not want to participate in this but like I said this was a social scientific experiment about race and racism and this ties quasi and fool me and me together all right I went and voted yesterday you can go to MPT TV and see my interview with them it was I recorded it on uh Twitter you can go to Twitter and see it it's on Periscope wouldn't nothing but three minutes but I made my statement we gonna clean this shit up in 2020. I use toilet paper, and that's Quasi and Fumi, and that's Kwaisi and Fumi, and that's Bill Clinton. 
That's Eddie Griffith. And I voted. That's the 2020 census. All right. In 1986, Bill Clinton wrote the crime bill. In 1986, I stood against the crime bill. I stood against the war on drugs. You can Google a case. I made my, my, my line in the sand. State of Illinois versus Dwayne Davis. I turned in guns to the police and I turned in my client list to the police in 1986. I was found innocent of all charges by, a, by a, 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 an appeals court because the courts in Lake County, Illinois violated my constitutional rights. I got a right of protest. That's my constitutional right under the First Amendment, freedom of speech. My second right is freedom of assembly. So that's what I did. I shot the town up for 45 minutes. I went from 822 Wadsworth to the courthouse because I had a nine o'clock court call. Two things you don't do to a black man. You don't fuck with my kids and you don't fuck with my mama. Those are the two things that you did to me. And that's what gives me my, my drive and my ambition. In 1986, you put your hands on my daughter, LaQuish Porsche Davis. And I told y'all about that. That's when I shot out the town. That's when I went hog wild. I'm not no thug, I'm not no gangster, but like Tupac said, revenge is the best thing next to getting pussy. This is 50 years, 40 years later, you feel me? I came to Baltimore in 1991, all right? Straight out of the penitentiary on an interstate compact. That means the state of Illinois and the state of Maryland was getting money off of me. You spend $12,000 a year to educate, but you spend $40,000 a year to incarcerate. You took years of my life and you owe me money. So I was making a movie about that. Long before the 13th Amendment came out, long before Michelle Alexander's book, The New Face of Old Jim Crow came out, I was doing that. I was doing that. My Facebook is cutting out. My Facebook is cutting out and it's reconnecting. It's cutting in and out because I'm in the basement. But we still recording. Uh, drinking Starbucks too. Starbucks is also a contributor to my, my social programs. I got social programs. So I'm down here with Starbucks. I'm down here with a toilet. I'm down here with a dog and I'm talking to you. I use podcasts because it's part of therapy because I need to get stuff off my chest. And it also leaves a legacy. A video verbal legacy. Quasi and Fumi signed, signed the crime bill in 1986 with Bill Clinton. They thought that it was making America safe. No, it was doing was creating a prison industry. You look at the crime bill from 86 and look at how many black people have been incarcerated for drugs, illegally incarcerated for drugs, illegally incarcerated for guns. Now you fast forward to 2020 and Governor Hogan is reinventing that crime bill under the gun, the gun bill. Same results. All they want to do is lock up black Baltimore because he ain't locking up white people. Same thing with the opioids. You want to give opioids treatment, but you're giving us incarceration. I went to jail in 86 because I wanted to eliminate heroin, cocaine as being those, those, those bills to get you locked up. Crack, powder, and heroin. Those three things go in our community. But you got opioids right there at Abbott Laboratories on Sheridan Road, where I'm from. You have Pfizer laboratories and since 1986 you've been using those drugs on the inmates inside of america's prison industry i documented it in 1986 i had a jailhouse diary 
You did it in Lake County, Illinois. You did it in the Illinois Department of Corrections. Fast forward to Baltimore City and Baltimore County in the state of Maryland. You're doing the same thing here. When I came here in 1991, I worked with asbestos and lead. I did your schools. I did renovations. All right. When I did the schools and the renovations, I did the contracts. I was a minority contractor. You can Google state. You can Google GSA versus Dan Wilcox. I blew the whistle on him because he was skimming money. And he called me a nigger. I'm the most expensive nigger he ever met. Cost him over a million dollars and he couldn't do contracts with the government. I worked at NSA. I worked at Quantico. I worked in Washington, D.C. I worked all over the East Coast. I worked in Pennsylvania at the FBI building, the Wanamaker building. I was the project manager for that. Now, Fern Shin can verify that with that tour that I left in front of the school board in 2011, in January of 2011, during Black History Month. I left it in front of the school board, had all of that on it, had Tim Williams on it and the media on it. That crime bill has incarcerated more blacks than any other person. It's hitting blacks like the coronavirus is hitting the black community. Congressman Cummings' seat was the oversight of the prison industry and accessing the grand jury to testify in front of the grand jury about conditions inside the prison industry. I gave Congressman Cummings that information. On August the 13th, 2020, Congressman Cummings and me had a sit down. I'm supposed to see Congressman Cummings every six weeks until I talk, until I sit in front of the House Judiciary Committee and the Ways and Means just Committee about the money y'all making off of mass incarceration. I'm directly on the prison industry. No more, no less. Now you can go to David Irwin. He wrote Congressman, no, David Irwin wrote Schellenberger a letter pertaining to that case in 86, N62528, State of Illinois versus Dwayne Davis. If you read the case, it's posted on my Facebook page and the findings in the court is posted on my Facebook page, Dwayne G. Davis. I got 13 Facebook, no, I got 21 Facebook. <laughs> I got 21 Facebook pages. I got six YouTube pages. I got a Twitter account. I got an Instagram account and two Gmail accounts. Now, if the government takes the DD Shortman at AOL.com, if the Department of Justice and the FBI take all those emails from DD Shortman at AOL.com from 2006 to 2010, it's going to unfold all the people that had full knowledge of this. All right. I started it in 2006 with Governor O'Malley, who's Mayor O'Malley. It was a get shorty program. Look at me. You got more shorter than you can stand. You can go to my YouTube page, Shorty's Voice, and look at the first five videos. None of my videos on the Shorty's Voice page is, is, is uh, tagged or nothing like that, except justice, all right? None of the videos are tagged, except one is called Injustice. I think I made three or four of them, maybe five. Injustice one, Injustice two, three, four, and five. And it shows Cong Congressman Cummings' office. It shows Sarbanes, it shows Mikulski, it shows the Department of Justice, it shows the CIA, the FBI, and the courts. I'm exposing Scott Schellenberger, because on February the 2nd, 2011, my mother, Corrine Davis, died from cancer. And I was supposed to be going to my mother's funeral on February the 10th, 2011. I had a return flight on February the 13th, 2011. You can check these numbers and these statistics or these flight patterns or plans with uh, Southwest Airlines. I supposed to have been in Vegas. I had an interstate compact. It was for Las Vegas, Nevada. It was for 
Lake County, Illinois, and Baltimore, Maryland. Because when y'all locked me up in 2007, I went home on vacation, came back on probation. I got off probation. I got off probation in 2010, right before the 2011 came through. Illinois was supposed to give me back all my property from Lake County, Illinois. They destroyed it. Schellenberger did the same thing in 2011 and destroyed the rest of the property. I was going out to Vegas and sell this shit out there. I got a, I guess my cousin is a, nephew is a Marion from the Houston Rockets when they won the championship. And he got a sister out there named Tamian, Tamian Marion. Got the Hills family down there, uh, Mark Hills family, Luther Hill and them. They out there in Las Vegas. I got Lewis Woods out in Las Vegas. So I got people and stuff out in Vegas. We had a house at 701 West Jefferson. So like I said, my mother died February the 2nd. I was supposed to be out there in Las Vegas. You made our family lose our house because this money that I generated from this movie and that I had in my store was to pay for that house. It was $150,000. My store was for sale for $150,000. I was moving to Las Vegas. I wasn't even supposed to be here in Baltimore. Y'all stuck me in Baltimore when you kidnapped me on February the 7th to keep me from going to Las Vegas. I was getting ready to handle my business and I was making the movie Baltimore Rewired. I had 13 movies. Rob Fix has another movie called Letters Design. That's 14 movies I got. That was my retirement plan. That was my 401k. I was gonna be the new Iceberg Slim on the neighborhood. You feel me? Except all my stories was true. When I say Kwasi and Fume, when I say Congressman Cummings, when I say Barbara Mikulski, when I say Councilman Branch, when I say Delegate Branch, when I say any of y'all's name, y'all can't say shit because I gave y'all this information. I told you who I was before I did this. I quietly informed you I was making this documentary about Baltimore. I quietly informed you, told you I was gonna end the war on drugs. Told you we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Told you we was gonna be a soft fuck or a hard fuck. Y'all chose a hard fuck. Since y'all chose a hard fuck, I'm gonna finish this shit. No Trojans, man. We going raw and we going hard. And what I say by we, is cause it's we, the underground. This Illinois to Maryland, you feel me? It covers two states. I am Dred Scott. If you look at them videos on Shorty's voice, the first five, and if you go deeper, they got one in there called Dred Scott. They also got this little white man down there talking about Malcolm X and how Malcolm X is his hero. All right, I'm gonna break you down with these books. The book that I'm gonna pull out first is the Minority Report. All right, the Minority Report. Y'all gonna love this Minority Report because it's, it's it's got outhouses on you. All right, and I gotta figure out where I'm gonna put this book at. I'm gonna put it by my mama so you can see it. Like I'm, my mama read me a story. If you go over on 33rd and Greenmount and you look at the lady holding the book with the baby in her lap, the man that did that artwork, that's my book. That's the minority report that she's reading to her child. And you can go talk to the man that did the artwork. He did my, my, he did my character. Go get him. That, that's also the man that got me a lawyer when I got locked up. Art and activism. I used him, he used me, and we telling the truth. That's Al Redmer and Governor Hogan, county executive, when Redmer was running for office. See, Al Redmer is the insurance commissioner. And I'm gonna show you how they use the money. Like if you look at the movie, the 13th Amendment, it's called Alec the Corporation. All right, Alec the Corporation. 
Air Martin is part of it. Walmart is part of it. State Farm Insurance. Well, they're running the same corporation here in Maryland. Governor Hogan and the county executive. Not the county executive, but like I said, it is what it is. I don't want no misunderstandings. Because when I say Congressman Cummings, when I say Senator Cardins, I told him I was making this movie. This is on the second page. It says, Mr. Dwayne Gerald Davis, 11195 Falls Road, Cockeysville, Maryland. The office of the state senator. Ben Cardins, August 20th, 20, 2007. And in that letter, it tells me to contact Governor Blagojevich. All right. I contacted Governor Blagojevich. I also contacted the Illinois Supreme Court. So Blagojevich and them got this. And in this letter it says, I regret in regards to your documentary, I would not be able to appear. If my office is, yeah, it says right here, in regards to your documentary, I would not be able to appear. If my office can be of any service or assistance to you in the future concerning the problem with the federal agencies, please do not hesitate. I gave Senator Cardin's a whistleblower's application. I gave John Cardin's a whistleblower's application. I gave John Cardin's, Senator Cardin's. I gave city, county, state, and federal levels all this information. Governor O'Malley got this when he was Mayor O'Malley. The Get Shorty program was in 2006. That's 2007. It's 2020. And in 2015, like I said, it's a timeline. That's President Obama. President Obama asked for an investigation in 2008. That's Congressman Cummings, that's Senator Cardin, that's Mikulski, the ACLU, Ms. Gion, and the Department of Justice, Loretta Lynch. Making a movie ain't against the law, but stealing my property is. That's Julie Enser, the clerk of the court. That's the state of Maryland. Pollard Tony. That's unlawful conversion, all right? On February the 2nd, I turned in Scott Schellenberger. On February the 7th, Scott Schellenberger turned over my truck to Pollard Towing and sold my truck before I even went to court. This is a subpoena to appear, failure to appear. Nobody appeared in court that day. Nobody appeared in court and Pollard Towing wouldn't held responsible for my property. That truck was worth $6,000. The contents of that truck was worth $130 million. It was a movie, it was 13 movies. This is the Department of Justice. 2014. That's my case file number. 2911907. That's Ronald Davis, the one that started the dissent decree here in Baltimore. Because I brought him up to speed about what was going on. 2014, I went out to Las Vegas in the winter of 2014 and I came back in 2015. So I got a lot of stuff out there. This is the White House. Like I said, I got my paperwork in order. This is the White House, 2009. That's President Obama. Dear Mr. Davis, thank you for contacting the office of President Barack Obama. All right, about your prison industry. I'm a whistleblower. And this is a follow-up letter to the, from President Obama. See that, Dwayne G. Davis. L39345 P.O. Box 38, Waukegan, Illinois. I was an inmate inside the Illinois Department of Correction. And right here, please allow 30 to 60 days for this agency to respond. Additionally, I will contact. Yeah, that's Kerry Cogwell, 
Google Kerry Cogra. That was President Obama's secretary and constituent services over on Dearborn Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. Then you go to Roosevelt Road to the FBI and get my paperwork and get my casework. And you go to Patrick Fitzgerald from the Department of Justice and get my case file and my paperwork. I'm a whistleblower on the courts from the Senate. And I wanted to speak in front of the House Judiciary and the Senate Judiciary, Congressman Cummings and Senator Cardins. This is the Minority Report. That's Michael Nearham. On February the 21st, 2008, State Attorney Ken LaRue went into the Waukegan Police Department and took that videotape. That videotape was for case number 07CF4988. When he went into evidence and took that videotape, y'all should have dropped them charges on me. He destroyed that videotape. See that? That's my Department of Justice number. I don't want nobody to say that they ain't abreast of this. See, making a book and a movie, it ain't hard to do. I'm in the marketing and distribution now. That's why I set up these podcasts. Because these podcasts are seen international. You feel me? These podcasts are seen international. That's President Obama. That's Judge Bridges. That's the Waukegan News Sun, the Baltimore Sun, the Chicago Tribune, the New York Times. John Bailey, my public defender, and Sheriff Coran. Because I was showing you how the treatment of inmates and the abuses of power in Lake County, Illinois. Now you see the Baltimore Sun got a copy of this too. The same thing I did in Lake County, I did right here in, 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 in Baltimore County. Promote a motion received 2012, Office of the Attorney General, Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. I turned y'all in on February the what? No. Shit, February this. I turned y'all in 2011 to the Department of Justice, and y'all had this. I left a toilet in front of the Attorney General's office out on Rice's Town Road. So y'all knew what that toilet was about. I'm going to go through this book tomorrow. But we're going to finish this book today. I got eight minutes. Like I said, this is the Minority Report. This is Dwayne G. Davis. You kidnapped me from my place of residency, 1402 Lockman. That was my business address. That was my property. Judge Boris, care of Governor O'Malley, Governor Quinn, Judge Bell, Carl Snowden, Attorney General, Civil Rights Division. You feel me? Like I said, my paperwork is in order. And you can get this book. It's certified, notarized, Carroll County, Maryland. See, y'all thought that I was going to file my paperwork in Baltimore City and Baltimore County. I filed my stuff in different counties. And like I said, Kwasi Mfume, Kwasi Mfume, received February 2008, Attorney General and Disciplinary Committee, Chicago, Illinois, Dwayne G. Davis. I went home on vacation and came back on probation. Kwasi, Congressman Cummings, Sarbanes, Dutch, Cardins, y'all supposed to protect my rights. It's like I am Dred Scott. I, ain't, I don't belong to nobody. I own Shorty. So I turned you into Althea Wash. I didn't turn you in. I turned in the judges and the lawyers in. And I put it all in a good book. The devil is in the detail. So am I. I'm very detailed. And this was for the inmates and the prisoners in Lake County, Illinois. These are the laws that you broke. False records presented to the grand jury. Baratry, 
Yeah. Grand jury hearings. I'm coming after your grand jury because that's where you lock us up. You use the courts. And I'm coming after your courts. Like I said, all this paperwork is in the office of Judge Judge Boris. That's case number 07CF. That's a statement of facts. I got a right to represent myself. I fired my lawyer and represented myself in the state. Illinois refused to give me that right. So we're going to finish this case right here. Kwasi and Fume as part of my whistleblower's application. Right there. Governor Blagojevich went to jail. So can Governor O'Malley. Governor Blagojevich went to jail. So can a lot of these Democrats. Statement of facts. Statement of facts. Judge Rossetti. Judge Rossetti's husband is Doug Zeitz. That's my FBI file. Althea Welsh, FBI. Attorney General Lisa Madigan, FBI Civil Rights Division. This paperwork in y'all's y'all shit. That's Patrick Fitzgerald from the Department of Justice. That's me, inmate. I'm a whistleblower. P.O. Box 38. Yeah. I put this all in a book. And if you see it right there, that's Eric Holder, Department of Justice, 2009. Eric Holder, Department of Justice in 2009. Inmate request form. In, all right, inmate request form. Chief Witherspoon, Sheriff Coran, 6 Northeast, 33B. That was my jail cell. Y'all had us on lockdown. Y'all had a lot of things going on, but like I kept diary. I kept inmate request slips. I kept a lot of my paperwork. And I mailed my paperwork out. This would fuck y'all up. I got a jailhouse diary from 1986 that y'all took in 2007. I mean, 2011. I got a jailhouse diary from 2007 and I mailed the diary out. It's 488 pages. Got names, dates, everything. It got uh, judges, lawyers. I got inmates. Uh, and one of the one of the inmates is Michael Alport. He committed the bomb threat and uh, he called in the bomb threat. Look it up. Google Michael Alport, Lake County, Illinois, 1986. No, 2007. And look up Jeremy Stimmick, 2007. Jeremy Stimmick with this white boy that had a heroin addiction. He had a heroin, he was an addict. And he stole his auntie's uh, Mercedes up in uh, Lake Forest or some shit like that. And he got caught with the drugs and shit. They wiped his record clean. And he wrote the story out, gave it to me. Doug Zeitz got that story in that part of that diary. Doug Zeitz is Judge Rossetti's husband. So I'm showing you the connection and the corruption in Lake County, Illinois. Now we come to Baltimore and I'm a cater. I've been working for Fox 45, WBAL. I work for 85% of the richest people. I work for the judges. The Maryland. I work for the judges. I did parties at David Irwin's house for all the judges. You feel me? And the judges know me. They don't know Dwayne Davis. They know Shorty the caterer. And I like it like that. And that's how we continue to do it. That's how I made this documentary as a caterer. Because if they'd have found out that I was ending the war on drugs, they wouldn't have said a lot of things that they said around me. I went to David Irwin's house and did a party in 2004. He, ca he catered a party for like 45 judges. You could look at my, uh, my catering records in Paul Weinblatt's office. That was my account. 
those judges was using the word nigga so much and lock them up, lock them up so much, I had to lead a party. David Irwin gonna have to testify to them facts and David Irwin is a lawyer. Y'all been shielding the corruption and the racism in your courts by using your courts and your positions of power to do it. So on that note, I voted. I voted yesterday and I voted for Kwaisi and Fume. I voted for Kwaisi and Fume and we're gonna talk about the war on drugs. We're gonna talk about Wamba Whistleblower's application. Now you can go to Kwaisi's and Fume's office in Baltimore on Park Avenue, contact Harry Spikes, get all my paperwork. I had a meeting with Congressman Cummings on August the 13th. I'm gonna have a meeting with you in 2020. I'm a whistleblower. You're gonna compensate me for my losses and respect my constitutional rights. You're gonna do your job or lose your job. You get me for the next election cycle. And if you win, you get me for four years. I'm gonna be the black Ralph Nader of the neighborhood. I'm fighting for prisoners' rights. I'm fighting for homelessness. I'm fighting to end the war on drugs. You wanna address the violence in America? You gotta address the war on drugs. I'm an honorably discharged veteran. I took an oath to defend my country against all terrorists, foreign and domestic. Baltimore City Police Department is a domestic terrorist and our government is protecting them. So Kwaisi, my vote counts. My vote counts. And we're gonna talk about the toilet and the dog. Welcome to Anchor Podcast, live in living color, straight out the basement, the digital underground. I'm gonna be like Neo in the Matrix. I'm gonna be everywhere you are. Get them pictures, tell the truth, shame the devil.